0: Good morning. Good morning. My name is Steve Caldwell, and I'm a veteran. I served just over 20 years in the Air Force. Since I'm a veteran, my words may, from time to time, be rated PG-13 for language. Not R-rated, because I'm trying to show restraint. Uh, my service was mostly during the Cold War and the First Iraq War in 1991, also known as Operation Desert Storm. I retired about two years after the 9-11 attacks in October 2003. I'm angry over the attempts by politicians, pundits, and others who use our military and veterans as props for our political theater. One place where this happens is the response to the NFL athletes who were taking a knee during the national anthem. Uh, These athletes are not insulting my service, nor are they insulting our nation's veterans. This situation is a weighing of two competing goods and deciding which good is most important. Of course, there are positive benefits for having shared national symbols like flag and anthem. That a diverse nation like ours can rally around but that isn't the only good that we're talking about here these athletes are using their celebrity to highlight a serious problem where innocent and unarmed americans are dying due to mistakes made by our local and state government officials and we know that this cause that these athletes are promoting isn't a trivial issue sadly for many americans it's a life and death issue and that is more important than the anthem or the flag Many years ago, the oath that I took when I enlisted and when I was commissioned contained these words, solemnly swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and I'll bear true faith and allegiance to the same. These words tell me that my duties as a military person are to our nation's principle and not just the symbols. If taking a knee as a symbolic protest helps us form a more perfect union, then I feel it is more important than ceremony. Reserving freedoms needed for protest is one of the reasons I served in the military. Another example of our military being used for political theater is the deployment of 15,000 troops to the U.S.-Mexico border in response to approximately 3,500 unarmed refugees from Central America. The official name for this deployment is Operation Faithful Patriot. This is a disproportionate military response to a group of unarmed men, women, and children who are slowly headed to our border. We now have more American soldiers dedicated to this refugee caravan than we have for any nation in Europe except Germany. We have more soldiers deployed for this caravan than we have for any East Asian nation except South Korea. We have more soldiers headed to the border for this unarmed caravan of refugees than we have in Afghanistan, and that's actually a war zone. This excessive response to immigrant refugees was intentionally timed for our recent midterm elections. Active duty military cannot speak out against using our military for political theater, but veterans who have served can speak out. Will Fisher, who is an activist for vote vets and he served as a marine, responded to the obvious politics behind the decision to use troops at our border, saying, quote, "Donald Trump thinks unarmed people who are fleeing the horrors and are still a thousand miles away are a national security threat a week before election day. I don't think so. It's a political ploy to blow upon the embers of racism and nativism." and he's using the military, again, as a political prop to advance his own agenda. Retired Army Brigadier General David McGinnis also pointed out the impracticality of sending 15,000 troops to the U.S.-Mexico border. The big problem that I and many former and active military guys have with this thing is that the Posse Comitatus law forbids the Army from enforcing domestic laws unless there's no other choice, and Trump has lots of choices. If Trump were planning to wage a good-sized war against seasoned troops, then 15,000 soldiers would be a reasonable number. Against 3,500 unarmed refugees, many that are children, is excessive. Thank you.
1: There's a part of me that feels that I don't belong up here for Veterans Day um, because I'm not a veteran, Um, my spouse is not a veteran, neither of us are in the service, Um, but I'm here today because, partially because I'm the proud granddaughter of World War II veterans um, and because I'm a psychologist with expertise in treating trauma and I work with our veterans. Um, I've had the incredible um, privilege and responsibility of bearing witness to some of the scars that are left by military service. Some of those scars manifest the symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, the lasting markers left by experiences in combat or by experiences of military sexual trauma. Sometimes those scars manifest as substance use, broken relationships, Chronic depression, occupational difficulties, or illegal behaviors by our veterans. But one thing that's clear to me from my work with them is that our military military service can leave scars. And it comes at a high price and often during a very vulnerable time in a person's development. My work with these people has given me a new and ever-evolving appreciation for their service and for our veterans. I often find myself at a loss for how to express this appreciation, and I often find that hackneyed phrase slipping from my lips, thank you for your service. As I prepared for today, I wondered how do we, as Unitarian Universalists, thank them for their service? We're a covenantal faith tradition, and we've been known denominationally at times for our position against aspects of our military's history. So how do we express our gratitude for those who served an institution with which they may or may not have always agreed, particularly in this day and age where partisan politics seems to be the norm and at an all-time high. I think some of our seven principles can guide us in this. We thank our veterans for their service by affirming and promoting the inherent worth and dignity of every person. We do so when we demand that our LGBTQ friends who wish to serve our country are able to do so without having to deny who they are. We do so when we call for continued cultural change within our military and our society at large, which combats sexism, including and especially sexual assault and harassment, which has plagued our armed forces. We thank them when we demand that these and other systems drag sexual violence and the complacency which encourage and empower it into the light of exposure and justice. I almost set my paper on fire. <laughs> it's
0: absolutely horrible.
1: <laughs> We thank them for their service when we understand and honor our veterans' various religious convictions, political dispositions, and personal values, even and especially when they disagree with our our own, and when we treat others with genuine respect and dignity regardless of their position on these and other issues. We thank them for their service when we work for and promote justice, equity, and compassion in human relations, when we remember and live into the words of Dr. King, who spoke of a needed focus on positive peace, which is marked by the presence of justice. This is in contrast to a negative peace, which is just the absence of tension and conflict. When we call for and create systemic change to address rampant homelessness, substance use disorders, mental health challenges, and economic difficulties among our veterans, When we work to ensure the health care providers serving our veterans are equipped with the resources to provide the highest quality of care in a timely manner and the time to research and develop evidence-based treatments for the unique health challenges that are faced by our veterans. We thank them when veterans' health care becomes more than a political football used by those in power to summon support at rallies or at the voting booths when we advocate for supports and systems which effectively address the epidemic of suicide among our veteran, our former military members and veterans, and when we create safe spaces where such struggles can be authentically expressed and wrestled with, and wherein resources are readily available and accessible to all. We thank them for their service when we uphold democracy in our congregations and in our nation, When we recognize that democracy relies heavily, if not solely, upon the right of peaceful peaceful protest, upon freedom of speech, upon a free press, upon freedom of and from religion, and upon empowerment rather than the disenfranchisement of the electorate. When we defend the expression of views and values that are discrepant from our own as ardently as we defend our own beliefs and views. When we are active, engaged citizens of our country and the world, and when we dig deep in the face of seemingly impossible challenges to ensure the expansion of, rather than the limitation of freedoms that are upheld by our military members. We thank them for their service when we work towards world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all. When we insist that our leaders utilize war and violence only as an absolute last resort, if at all, and that our foreign policy be diplomatic, based upon accurate intelligence, and separated from profit-based interests. When we ask hard questions of those who would send our young people off to kill and be killed, and when we call attention to the ongoing US military action which is largely ignored by the press, when we reject as false the notion that there is no difference between nationalism and patriotism, or that compassion for those in distant parts of the world is antithetical to American interests. When we honor the contributions that immigrants have made both within and outside the ranks of our military, and when we welcome and honor them as a critical part of the America they risk their lives to serve. As we reflect on Veterans Day and focus on their service and their sacrifices, may we never take for granted the fragility of our democracy. Nor fall prey to the temptation of believing that our armed forces bear the sole or even primary responsibility for its defense. May their dedication and commitment call us to continued action in support of those things which bend the arc towards justice, and may we live lives worthy of their sacrifice.